Då är er vi klara för en uh, ny episod av Skoletid, podcasten till uh, Islanding. Och idag så har jag med mig min finske lärarkollega Laura Karlsson. Hon är er på besök i Norge i förbindelse med sitt Rasmus-projekt. Nu ska jag få Laura hälsa på henne. Welcome Laura. Thank you, thank you for having me here. And you are traveling all the way from Finland to Bergen. Yes, I did. And you're really lucky with the weather. Yes, I heard it's going to be rainy and it's raining almost all days during the year. So maybe I got those three days it's not raining here. Because <laughs> yeah. it's been really nice winter weather. It's been cold and clear and nice. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. And you have been uh, trying our Mont Ulliken and today you're doing a floating sauna, I've heard. Yes, all the experiences. Yeah. And you took in contact with me because of you are um, uh, working with an Erasmus project. Can you tell me a little bit about your project? Yeah, so I'm working in a Helsinki Vocational College and Adult Institute in Finland. It's a huge school, but we always have these opportunities with uh, Erasmus Plus to travel around with, with students or just the teachers and when we had this opportunity to um, try to make them make our platforms where what we use with the students better or get a new ideas then I had an idea that maybe I should do this with it's learning because I've been using that a lot and well I've tried to learn to use it better and get a new ideas for that yeah and the last couple of days, we've been uh, visiting uh, different Norwegian schools. And I also know that uh, before you came to us, you have been to other countries and, and visiting them. And I have also been very lucky as a teacher to been traveling to different countries and have a look at schools. And, and we did talk about when you are visiting other countries in other schools, you get really motivated about it. Yeah, and I don't think it's well of course you need to have a subject and a reason why to uh why go what to go there but then it's not about the issue it's what you see and who you meet and uh what kind of new contacts you do and when you see the students who are motivated i think that's been the one great thing in this trip to see the students that are enthusiastic about studies mm. And that's also, if co- of course, when I'm a teacher, that motivates me. Yeah. And and the students are really keen on on sharing their thoughts and and how they're working and, and not at least the way they like to work. Yeah, I was surprised when I'm always surprised when they are, uh, when they want to do it with me, they need to do it in English, not with a... Uh, their own language so of course I can see there are students that they would like to do that but they don't dare but there's always some of them that who says yeah I can do this and they take uh, others with them and of course the longer time we spend with them they like lose themselves and they're like okay we can do this as well that's what we saw yesterday that mm. students that first they didn't want to talk at all and then they had some like more and more to say when I spent time with them yeah because suddenly they loosen up yeah and they try to share with us but they also try to be very honest with us yeah I think so it's uh well of course when we say that well I, I like to hear what you are doing here and how you like to be in this specific school and of course the question has been also how you use its learning but 
uh, as you with me, we have said that it's nice to hear what you like, but also things that you would like to improve. Uh, they have good ideas, not mm. like just com- they are not complaining. Mm. They have good ideas, and they are very. Um, they weigh they, they put it nice way, yeah. And that's that's been like not, well, not surprising, but I've been happy to hear yeah. the way that they speak, and they seem very wise. And yeah, because they also got some ideas for us in this learning to improve the, yeah. our platform, which is really nice of um, of them to share with us. And and also when you are visiting to schools outside of your own school culture, sort of, then sometimes I get surprised of how many things is actually just the same as in my school. And did you experience that as well? Do you see some elements that is the same in Norway as in Finland? Yes, Norway as in Finland, as schools in the 80s and 90s, and now things that never change and things that they are there for a reason and then things that are, are different. But uh, there are similarities because, well, we, we're people and we're going to school and we're going to schools where we have to go. Like uh, that's something you need to do. But uh, about all the, it's, uh, I think it's about the choices that you can make mm-hmm. and what kind of cho- cho- choices these students have made to get there. Mm-hmm. And that makes the difference. Like mm-hmm. if they have the similar possibilities to choose in Finland and in Norway and uh, the difference that I've been noticing maybe is that here I've been meeting the younger students and in Finland I'm working a little bit older with older students Uh, so the path is different but it's just because of the students it's not because of the school. Mm. And we've been visiting to three different schools so far and we are visiting one later on today um, and what every one of the students we've been talking about keeps saying to us is that if I know what the teacher are expecting of me in the classroom, it's easier for me to reach my goals. Is that something similar you've heard in Finland as well? Yeah. If if they don't know what we want from them, nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, it's important uh, with my students as an adults as uh, they got in the school because they wanted it. Uh, they need to have the motivation and they need to have the goal, but we need to have uh, the easy way to reach it. And that's what I need to give them. Mm. That this is the way I want you to do it. And then we can change it if, it, if, if it's not for you. Mm. But if I just accept them to tell me what they want to do and how they want to do it, nothing happens. Mm. So... Uh, it's the easy access yeah. and me to helping mm-hmm. them to get there. Like one of the girls told us yesterday that once she wakes up, she, she pick up her phone and have a look through her calendar. And that sounds so grown up because that's basically what I do. <laughs> yeah, I think well. it's <laughs> me when I take my phone, it's something that I go to the Instagram. But, <laughs> but she was much more uh, grown up than I am. So because she took the, it's learned, <laughs> it's learning and calendar. But yeah. Uh, they started very organized mm. and yeah. they beca- and it was because she felt that it helps her mm. through yeah. the day. That impresses me. Yeah. But like you mentioned yourself that you've been working or you are working at a vocationary education school in Finland or Helsinki. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about your job? Because it's slightly different from an ordinary vocational education uh, program. Yeah, of course, we have these ordinary ones as well. 
but the one I'm teaching is the uh, Speedway to Work path. It's for students that have uh, quit their school earlier than they're supposed to, or uh, they have. Well, maybe they got to just they got a family and they couldn't go to school anymore. Or there are some neurological problems that the school wasn't easy for them before. Or uh, then they're just, they had some kind of professional before and then they have just been helping like elderly people in uh, places, just volunteers. And now they want uh, the license to work there. So they are students that they are not wise to put in the classroom and just to tell them what to do, but they are, uh, it's path where we put them back to the working places. There are apprenticeships or uh, just practicing periods mm. and they are getting the skills that they are lack of yeah. in, the, in the working places. And I'm working there with them if needed. Yeah. And, and they do different modules. Yeah. We have uh, to, to become a practical nurse. It needs five uh, modules plus uh, different kind of uh, subjects, mm. but five modules that they need to pass. Mm. And it's not about semester. It, it's all about these modules and how you put them. Mm. And you make the path for them. Yeah. Yeah. And and also you told me that they don't, it's not like they need to do their modules in, in a certain way. They can start at one point and then... Yeah, there are these mandatory uh, modules that they need to be done, but you can choose which way to put them. And then you can continue the different modules. And you also have students uh, from the age of 18 and all the way up to... 64. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's quite a spread of students. Yeah, and it's I think it's a good thing. Mm. And they give uh, ideas for each other. Mm how to do and how to how to learn. And of course, the younger ones, they have these uh, study skills. Mm. But these older ones, they don't have the skills because the school, has, it was totally different when they went to school. Yeah. And maybe they've been working like 40, 40 years mm. between this. And now they come to school and they are very afraid to start studies. Mm. And uh, for them, it's, it's nice to hear when they reach the goals and they said it wasn't uh, so terrible that I thought it would be. And then the younger ones, they are the ones who help with the digital, the, all the computers and things. Yeah. So they help each other. Does it make a positive learning environment? Yeah, well, I think so. I don't yeah. know what they would say, but, <laughs> but for me, it seems like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a nice thing that younger can help elder ones because, uh, yeah, like you say, it's a completely different age of studying. Yeah, yeah. But uh, when you when you speak to your students, I know that you are doing some teaching inside your school, and then when they are doing off school, then you'd have to visit them. Yeah, and then you guide them through the visit, and then you go back again to school because this is how the modules work in in for vocational in Finland. Yeah. So sort of back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, normal students who study at school, it's uh, first they go to school like three months and then the module ends uh, in the practicing period. But for us, uh, we try to do it like they are working in three days per week and a couple of days are 
uh, free from work and they can use it come to school or study at home or what however they we have decided together mm. what's good way for them and uh, we are uh, organizing teaching at school as well but I meet my students everywhere where it's easiest for them so mm. I meet them at the of course in the the working environment at school and in cafeterias and at homes it's uh, I think it's uh, very nice to see. I don't ask to go ask them if I can come to your home, but if they ask, could could you come to my place? I have kids and I don't know where to put them, and I I don't know how to uh, organize my schedule to get to school. Could you could you come to my place? And of course, I can do that. And it's, it's very flexible of you. It's very flexible. It's very like privileged to see all these homes, and they ask me to come there. Mm-hmm. I think it's very nice of them. Yeah, I feel very privileged. Yeah. Hmm. And you also said that uh, because you've been doing that for some time, and and you also said that during the pandemics you did a lot on online, like uh, the rest of the educational world did, and um, and some of them were not keen on having their cameras on, but uh, because they were having children in the background and and had to make food and everything, and you, you just said. Go on, put the camera on. It's fine. I want to see how how you are doing, and and it's a very nice way of taking care of your students. Yeah, because I think well, if the camera is on, I understand that there are things happening around, but it doesn't matter what else ha- happens there around. If you have the camera on, you are still somehow focused hmm. about the teaching that happens online. But if you have the camera off, I know because. I do it if I have <laughs> some meetings or uh, my own school days. I'm I'm studying as well. Then it's easier to just start to do something else and forget what's going on there behind the dark screen. Yeah. So cooking at the same time, having the screen on, and still can chat with the teacher and others. Mm. And that's that's a good way. And yeah. it's nice when the kids used to that, and they always come to say hello, hi, I'm here again. <laughs> so I think I know a lot about my students' lives, mm-hmm. what's going on there, yeah. and it it makes things, of course, easier when something happens. And I said, okay, I know I know that you have this three year old kid, and now now he or she is six. So take t- take care of him now. I'm not going anywhere. The study isn't going anywhere. You need to be in that home now with mm. the kid. Would you say that because of you you because you are doing some extraordinary flexibility for your students, would you say that that's in a way is making them succeed? Yeah, I think it's because then the pressure is off. Yeah. And of course, uh there it's always in the in the studies there is this pressure. It, it gives you motivation, but when you're not afraid to take a contact a teacher and say what's going on on my life right now or uh, I haven't slept in a five five nights so sorry I can't come to school today mm. we I, I can agree okay don't come to school but if if you have time please look this video that I've done so mm. and when you when we meet next week we talk about that so then they'll say okay that's what that's something I can do mm. so it keeps them going and feels that we care. Mm. And of course, there's this, they want, I enjoy when they also want to make us happy. Yeah. That they want uh, teachers to be proud of them. Mm. And that's one important thing that may make them when they are these small goals that they achieve, 
that we celebrate them, mm. that you did it. Good. I'm, I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm impressed about the flexibility that you, you're doing with your students. And I find it so interesting to listen to you because you are really passionate about the teaching that you are doing. And, and like many other people or teachers, sorry, that I meet are very passionate about teaching. And it's the same with the, the teachers that we met the last couple of days now. They are very passionate about what they're doing. Do you think that's important for the student to, to have a success, to be able to have a passion for, for a teaching? Yeah, I think so. Well, of course, I can be tired or there can be things or subjects that I don't like that much. <laughs> that, that, that's life. But, uh, but I think the passion comes from the students. It's... It, uh, like seeing them and enjoying our time with them, then I feel passionate and then it's for them. Like, yeah, I don't know which where to start, like <laughs> what come first. Yeah, because it does something to us as teacher yeah. when we see that our pupils yeah. or students are succeeding. Yeah, that's why I don't want when my boss asks it, what kind of jobs I want to do next, <laughs> if, if I want to be some managing or some, uh, yeah, and no, but I always want to do something there. Uh, I can stay in contact with my students mm. because that's what I do enjoy. Yeah. And now when you're going back to Finland, um, not many days left in, in Norway now, what are you taking with you? Uh, well, I'm taking with me uh, all the good ideas of using, well, using its learning easier way there, mm. because there are some really good and like the, just the small new ideas to improve, improve how I've used that before. Mm. So really, really good ideas. Uh, I can't wait to get my hands <laughs> in the computer and, and uh, try to do things new way. And uh, there are things that I need to talk with my colleagues about, uh, how to organize studies mm. and use its learning mm. with that. So there are what I can do, and then there are this how we organize things. But of course, it's a uh, lot of things that I want to talk about, what I've seen in the schools and environments. And like I told you, these uh, podcasts are one thing that I'm going to take with <laughs> me. With my stu- We are going to do co- some good podcasts with my students. Yeah, because we met a teacher today that has been doing podcasts yeah. in his uh, teaching. And uh, he had really good experience with it and, and told us some really interesting stories. Yeah, and I think that's one way uh, for our students to show what they have learned. If yeah. we just talk about together things that we have learned and what they have seen in their uh, working environments. So it's interesting and it's also then we can share it with others. It's not just something that we are talking, just me and the student or a small group, but Mm -hmm. we can share things with others and that's important. And that's also to make our study path uh, seen for other colleagues Mm -hmm. and other students that we are here and uh, this way can be a good way to study because uh, it's a new way and it's new for students and it's a new way for some of my colleagues as well. Mm. And I know that same as in Norway, which have been some changes for the national curriculum. Um, there's been some big changes in the education of Finland as well. So there are there are things to that we could exchange to each other and, and take into consideration when it comes to teaching and learning environments. Yeah, and that's why it's, uh, it's not about the 
when I come to abroad to see different kind of schools and teachers, it's always nice to see the different methods they are using. And that's something always to take, take with me. Mm. And all the teachers we have met now have been so keen on sharing with their students and and listen to the student's voice. Yeah. Which has been also very important in a new national curriculum in, in Norway. And I've heard it's the same for Finland. Yeah. Yeah. It's to uh, give the students same. a voice. Yeah. yeah. Laura, I have to say it's been such a pleasure to get to know you. And I'm so happy that you came to Norway and then we get to see all these different schools together. And you've given me some great ideas because I'm also teaching in a school one days a week now and I really, really enjoy it. Um, so thank you, Laura. Thanks for taking me here. And it's been very enjoyable to uh, visit those schools with you. Uh, thank you for organizing it and welcome to Helsinki. Oh, I can't wait. Never been there. I can't wait. Helt till slut så har jag lust att minna om att vi faktiskt har en liten julekonkurrence på gång nu. Så vi så lust att lasta ner ett helt gratis aktivitetshäfte för eleverna dina. Så kan du gå in på Etsernis sina hemsidor eller följa oss på sociala medier. Vi du går in på skoletid sin Instagram så ligger det också en länk till julaktiviteten där. Och jag vet också att kollegorna mina jobbar med en liten julekonkurrence. Så till nästa gång. Vi hörs. Detta var en episode av Skoletid, en podcast för dig som intresserar dig för läring, pedagogik och mastering i en digital utbildningsvärld. Abonnera gärna och lägg gärna en värdering eller en anmälan där du hör på podcast. Du finner förresten massa goda episoder i vårt arkiv och följ oss på Instagram för mer innehåll. Mitt namn är er Beat Katrine Mo. Vi hörs nästa gång.